0: Hey everyone. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Real Estate Disruptors. Today we have a very special episode. We got Daniel Chad Moore and Ryan Harper flying in with uh, Propelio. And today we're talking about the death of the guru model. I just, I love even hearing that introduction. Like that introduction just gets me fired up. I'm like, yes, this is actually (laughs)
1: happening finally. Oh,
0: it's definitely happening. (laughs) Yeah. Um, If this is your first time tuning in, I'm Steve Trang, broker and owner of Stunning Homes Realty, founder of the OfferFast Homes app, the only app you need for wholesaling. And I'm on a mission to create 100 millionaires. So if that's something you're interested in, please connect with me on Instagram. If you're excited for today's show, please give me a wave, give me a thumbs up. I don't charge a dime for this show. I don't make any money doing this. So here's all I ask. This is what it costs for you to listen to this show. If you get value today, tell a friend. Either share this episode right now, tag a friend below, or tell them your best takeaway later on. That way we can all grow together. And uh, before I forget, I am speaking at We Live in Dallas in March. So I'd love to meet you all there. So if you're uh, thinking about going, register, put my name down, so I can give you some dedicated one-on-one coaching time out there when I see you. And don't forget, this is a live show, so please post your questions for Daniel and Ryan to answer. Uh, there, they've promised to be an open book, so it's gonna be a lot of fun.
1: I'm gonna love this man.
0: All I right. will
2: say his intro is way better than ours. <laughs> Dude, it really is, man. I'm saying you like taking, mental
1: you taking I'm notes. like, man, we need to we need it's to It's It's all being recorded.
0: All right. So uh first, you know, I i heard about you, I watched this video that was shared, right? And it was crazy, it's powerful, it's emotional. Wow. And I watched it again two days ago. I was like, man, did Ryan film this live <laughs> and enters it, it's it's crazy good. But you've had an interesting journey. And i want to talk about that journey like how did it start how did it you know how did you get started into it talk about that journey with you know rich dad poor dad how'd right. you hear today
1: man um five minute version five,
0: uh, we got <laughs> we got an hour <laughs> and 15 slated for this
1: so I'm, I'm gonna give the short version and if you want more out of it extract some more questions out of me but i mean grew up in a rough neighborhood definitely didn't grow up with anything on that kind of lived a little bit in the streets and kind of move forward from there. Yeah. And then as I got older, just started realizing that my lifestyle wasn't going to get me anywhere. and I needed to be inspired to doing something better read books through reading books, I realized that there was power in real estate, went out and bought my first flip at 23. I did not do it in any way that you would imagine. Like literally, I did everything wrong on that property. And I still cleared a 6000 or a six figure profit. Wow. And I rolled that money into another one. And within two years, I was up to about a quarter million. And then I lost I lost the deal, lost about 40 40 50 grand and then I worked into another apartment syndication where I was trying to get an eighty three unit apartment complex at twenty five years old. <laughs> went through contract escrow due diligence and then I lost my KP in due diligence and uh so I lost KP him, I, is. my key principal. Okay. So when you're doing something like that, you gotta have somebody with a net worth to back that loan. Mm-hmm. Well I've sourced a KP at twenty five years old to back me on that loan. Mm-hmm. But his wife got cold feet at the end of the table. Ooh. So like I had money tied up in escrow and in due diligence and I lost all that. So like I went on two Back-to-back losses, and man, part of that was self-realization. Is I just I need to educate myself better on this. Mm-hmm. So I found a, I found rich Dad education was coming to town. I'm like, who better than Robert Kiyosaki to mentor me? You know, like right. who else can I find? He's on the poster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like who else can I find that can teach me all of this amazing he's stuff? He's on the radio. Man? He's on the TV.
0: Yeah. He's on the Facebook news feed now. Instagram feed. So he's I, everywhere.
1: So yeah. So. I got sucked into that funnel man and yeah. it was disheartening to to go through that education system and see that it's not really an education system. I don't consider that to be a fair description of that system. It's, it's an info sales system. It's not mm-hmm. education. It's different education. You're supposed to be able to walk away from with some, some level of higher learning, whereas info sales is I need to creatively extract as much equity out of your pocket as I possibly can. I'm not, right. I'm not educating you. I'm selling you information, and that's, yeah. that's slightly different. and uh, whenever I had the director of education sit down at a table with me and say we're not here to provide education we're here to sell education and that right there was just a disheartening thing for me because Robert Kiyosaki was like my mentor he was my he was my uh, you know a lot of
0: people right and that's where I mean like my perspective may be a little bit different than yours Mm -hmm. but um, you know I put a lot of the blame on the market crash on (laughs) Kiyosaki because he got everyone thinking whether you're a realtor you're a banker you're packing bags, you're the mailman, like you've got what it takes to start flipping houses or buying rental properties. And I'm not saying he gave anything, any wrong information, but around the same time, he was also giving he was also selling information then.
1: But what, and so if you've ever been through that, yeah, it is theory, it's not applicable knowledge. It's mm-hmm. like, you wanna learn how to flip houses? Well, let me explain to you how to do a remodel. First, you buy something as cheap as you can, you put less into it than what you can sell it for, and you're gonna make a lot of money.
0: That's that a wonderful great. theory. Sounds great. But that's not
1: applicable. I can't take that theory and apply it. And so right. that education system was full of theory. And what I walked away from at the end of that was feeling confused, feeling lost, disrupted. Because if I'm feeling confused, lost, and I can't perform, I'll, they'll buy, I'll, I'll buy more education. Mm-hmm. And that's the way that model is set up. And felt, tired It makes you it.
0: feel... Like one
1: more. Yeah, I'm in I'm not trained adequately enough to perform, so I need to acquire more information. Mm-hmm. And you just find people that go into these circuits, these very well-crafted sales funnels of just sell, 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 sell. And they get trained into consuming because they don't know enough, so they have to buy more and buy more and buy more until they're bankrupt. And then they're done, they're out the system, and they just got a sales funnel Can't to bring one. more in. What were
0: we in gonna that, say?
2: I was going to say, the irony is we still give out Rich Dad, Poor Dad book a yeah. lot. Right. because the book Still itself amazing book. it's amazing it's amazing why. it's yeah. amazing like get your get yourself in this game right. you know get your mindset right and the theory and again theories
0: it, so it's Rock kind solid. of like
2: <laughs> on one hand we're 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 shitting on all of it but <laughs> well, on the other hand it's like well by the way here's the book so you book's know, great you can, just end there yeah, that, exactly. You know, again, he does this
0: better than we do. The What you got to do, right, on the back of your book is just put, a, like, a, a URL, like a bit.ly for Propelio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Propelio Academy, like, right, right. for more. Right.
1: Just rip out the back page. So the Propelio Academy is my, um, my result of that training education CM yeah. system, seeing people being – Programmed like NLP through in through and throughout just to NLP ext- is yeah NLP neuro linguistic programming like the right. sales pitch all of it I could I could break it all down now that I'm more educated from bit to bit to bit exactly what they were doing and how they were doing but it is a very well polished sales funnel yeah and just seeing the lives that were being destroyed there like the success rate through that program is abysmal
0: what what mean if you had to estimate what do you think it would be.
1: Probably around one and a half percent of the people that actually go through it are actually wow. successful enough to retire themselves One thing he wow. didn't mention, when I say retire themselves pull themselves and go full- time he was part of the Hall of Fame. I was a part of the Hall of Fame. I within and what was within six months. Hall of of, fame? So at Rich Dad Education, they select the students that are performing and actually out there, you know, committing to the to the to the theory that they've been applied to. Yeah. And um, you know, I within six months of entering into the program, I did pull myself out of the rat race, and I did um, secure secure enough passive income to be considered retired at 27 years old. Yeah. Um, but I can't really accredit a lot of that to Rich Dad. I think a lot of that just came through i am a survivor yeah i mean I'm, I'm a fighter i'm not i'm not gonna just go down belly up i mean if, if something's coming at me i'm gonna fight till i win and well and know, i my, think my that, tenacity
0: that's a big thing so like i'm a very big fan of like, the Sandler systems right now right now that's what i'm obsessed with and one of the things he talks about in there is I, is ir theory where your self-identity and if your self-identity is a 10 out of 10 it doesn't matter what crap system you're in <laughs> you're going to succeed right, right. Could drop you in the middle of the ghetto or i can drop you in wall street you're going to be matter, successful
1: you're going to survive
0: right and so that one half percent is abysmal because you know a lot of people have self identities that are at 10 out of 10 and they're still so not making it
1: i think i think that comes down to the funnel itself and i'm not i'm not going to just sit here and just speak off the whim of about stuff and statistics that i don't know about that one and a half percent is my estimate yeah I've been rumored and heard, you know, two to three percent is about where they're at and I can't confirm nor deny that. Yeah. But my on my side it's because the sales funnel is I'm sitting down with you and part of what the original sales funnel was, I don't know what it is now, but you go into your free, you know, your free course and that's an hour long sales pitch to get you onto the three day.
0: Right. And they'll give you like a sandwich or some yeah. water. Well, on the
1: three day, so yeah. what the three uh, let me explain the three day real quick. They go in on the three day And on day one, they just keep hounding in and hounding in. When you were in school, your report card was how you knew how well you were doing. Well, as an adult, how do you know how well you're doing? It's your financial statement, your financial statement. And they just keep hounding that into you and programming it into your mind. If you want to be rich, you need to have a financial statement. Day two comes around, and they're going to give you homework. Part of that homework is, hey, you know what? How many people in here have a financial statement? Not many people are going to raise their hand, and they're like, "Well, how do you know how good you're doing? Let's do some homework tonight. Let's do a financial statement. Let's see what your credit cards look like. Let me show you how to build a financial statement. Let me see what your what your debt is. Let me see what your equity is. What kind of real estate do you own? How much money do you have in that mm-hmm. real estate? And let's take a look at that tomorrow. Well, guess yeah. what tomorrow is? Tomorrow is time to sit down with the salesman and show them your financial statement. It's like, okay, well, you've got a credit line here, you've got equity over here. Let's see if we can call up your credit cards over here, double your line of credit there. Let's see if we can take out a home equity loan over here, in between all that you've probably got about fifty thousand dollars available if you believe in what we've taught you over this weekend if you're that go-getter that we've been talking about and I know you're that go-getter what's it gonna take for you to get that fifty thousand dollars right back you know as soon as you get this we'll put you in a deal and you're gonna go out there you're gonna flip you're gonna wholesale you're gonna be a millionaire you're gonna be this you're gonna do that fifty thousand dollars jacking up your credit cards and your home equity is not gonna be a problem let's do it and he's talking to a 76 year old woman that's never never been in real estate in her life she just lost her husband she's a widow she's scared that she's running out of retirement she's sitting there thinking to herself this is the only chance i have to win and these people are saying i'm going to win and you know what i've got to do something with my life boom here's the money and now they're stuck she has no cash she has no way to invest anything she's going to be stuck wholesaling it's no door marketing knocking. no mark no money for marketing yeah. no money to buy houses no money in her house anymore no more credit and don't give two damn shits about it yeah
0: and so that's what kills me the most about it right when you go to those events is you get all those guys in the back with the clipboards and they're ready to pounce, Yep. right? Like if it was a good product, people will buy it. But you gotta have the guy hired guns too. Cause like I've learned a little bit about this industry. Like these are guys that are going to, you know, whether it's Kiyosaki's event or another event like it's a full-blown service they collect like 20 percent commission or something crazy like that it's yeah ridiculous. like you take the rei wealth builder conference or whatever mm. that is i didn't want to drop any names but go ahead oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: <yeah. laughs> the, one, the one with the one with i will draw names it's <laughs> like first of all like pitbull i'm sure he's a great guy but like i went to one just to check it out and he was talking about vodka sales you know it's like what does that have to do with real estate and then you have the the i don't know her name but the She's very attractive They're just blonde HGTV thing, person. She's on the stage for 15 minutes, and then she's got her, like you said, the relief pitcher that comes in and just cleans house. Right. Like she's the lead in, and then the sales guy comes in and sells the program.
0: It's always on that flyer, right? It's the this couple from HGTV or this guy from HGTV. That's always the the magnet, and then they'll talk, mm-hmm. but then someone else is going to sell. Yeah. It's nuts.
1: It's sad, man. It's sad. It really so, is.
0: So what got you, so you saw this, so you're in Hall of Fame, you're witnessing this, and then you decide, you know what, I'm out. like, what What was the- I the, the director
1: of education pulled me into a room because I showed up to an event one time and it was full blown, like FBI style. We're sitting in a room like this, lights on and everything, little round table. He sits me down, we're like this, and he opens, he just like lays back and just opens up this little manila folder and he starts flipping through here. He's completely ignoring it, and I'm sitting over there. And then he slides it over to me. What do you think about that young man? And I look at it and I'm looking at him like I'm freaking out. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? And I look at it and I look at him. It's a it's a it's a sheet of paper from Bigger Pockets. Mm-hmm. There was a bigger pockets question and there's somebody saying, I went to a rich dad education three day event. Should I buy the pro uh, the training? And I responded back and I said it in exact as honest as I possibly could. I said, I have gone to that. I've honestly become a Hall of Fame member through that and if I had it all to do over again, I would still do it. There's nothing that I would change about what I did because I'm proud of who I am today and I've become successful. Mm. But what I would tell you is that the education I received was high-level theory, it was not very uh, applicable knowledge. But I did receive a wonderful network of individuals through this training that became private capital partners for me and introduced me into some networks that allow me to gain private capital. But if you're strictly looking for education, local education from a quality mentor local is probably a better choice for you. But if you're looking for a solid network but you can probably find that locally anyways, you know, I'd probably not do it. Yeah. So he looks at me, he's like, "Well, blah 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 blah." And I'm like, "Well, that's how I feel, man. I'm not gonna lie about it. That's how I feel." And he's like, "Well, I just need you to understand. We are in the business of selling education, not providing education. Until you understand that, don't come back here. Mm-hmm. That was the end of it. We're done. Bye, Felicia. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. It's <laughs> like, all right. And that's roughly how- around uh, when was that? probably around 2014, 15. Okay. So I was inducted into the Hall of Fame 2012. I'm not good with dates. Mm-hmm. But I was inducted I into doubt you're Hall- still in it now. No, no, <laughs> not, not <laughs> even close, man. So yeah, it was around 2000, probably 1415, somewhere in that range. Okay,
0: so when we're talking about the death of the guru model, then like, mm-hmm. um, let's just so for the people that are like, you know, man, I'm interested in getting into this business. And they're if they make the mistake of like trying to go to an event versus like YouTube University or, you know, Propelio over our stuff, like there's a lot of good stuff. Not everything. It's not hundred percent complete, but it's like at least 90. Right. <laughs> so if someone's like thinking about going to like one of these guru type events, like how do they know, like, what are some like red flags that you're going into?
1: Some of the things that I would clearly want before I went through anything is A, am I going to have direct access to my mentor? Mm-hmm. Is this going to be a mentor? Let me see your HUDs. Let me see, let me see some proof that you're actually doing this, some of this business. Let me see some of your tax returns. Let me see some of your other students. Let me see some of this. If they're sitting there trying to fill you full of hype and they've got, you said, the hired gun sitting in the back and they're trying to go through and being like, you know, for now, you know, like I probably had this service, this service, this service, and this service, and this service all altogether equals $50,000, but today and a day only, I'll give it to you for nine ninety seven. come to my three-day weekend. You're probably getting pulled into some sort of sales program. It's a sales yeah. funnel. and. You know, I, I don't want to lay a blanket statement out there like that because it's not fair to those that are true mentors and true coaches that are doing mm-hmm. this, and I'm not against paid education. I'm not even close to against paid education. I wouldn't be who I am today if it wasn't for the right mentors. Mm-hmm. It's the con artists. And the problem is, is when I'm sitting at the back of the room and there's somebody on stage, the person on stage comes with an implied credibility. Mm-hmm. You know, they're on stage. They have earned that stage. But is that person on stage a mentor? Are they a coach? And the difference I'd say between a mentor and a coach is a mentor's done it before. A coach knows the business, but they haven't done it. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the con artist, the person that's, that that may have or may not have done it, but their goal is not to educate you. Their goal is to strip you from your, as much equi- as equity as they possibly there's can. There's
2: also a level of authenticity. Are they authentic? Mm-hmm. Like there's plenty of times on our shows at Propelio TV, subtle plug. Uh, <laughs> like where Daniel will flat out say, "Look, guys, I know how to do this, but my experience in this." field is is very s- s- small right i've done like a deal on this particular strategy that said i know how to do it and here's the information if you want more go go find a local mentor talk to, here go, you go. go go talk to grant kim you know but yeah. but again though it's it's that being authentic and being okay with being who you are right. i think too many people hey, look at my check. Look, I just made $100,000. Granted, I lost a $20,000 deal, but I made $100,000 in the check. Yeah, It's like, you know, I, I did a video about a year ago where I just said, you know, everybody's full of crap in this mm-hmm. business. and And there's truth to that. Like, because it depends on, in a networking event, if you're trying to find private capital, you got to puff your chest. Mm-hmm. But if you know that, then it's okay. But a lot of people getting into this business may not know that. Right. And they might meet a, a a Joe schmo who's like, "Well, I've done this, this, this. Got oh, that fake well, here's Lambo. my IRA." And mm-hmm. all of a
1: sudden, they don't have an IRA no more. Yeah. So, and that that is what I'm tired of. I'm tired of this industry being being branded off of the backs of these con artists that are ripping people off. Yeah. It, it, that's not what we're about as real estate investors. We're we're here to provide value. And if they're not providing value, then they need to get the f off the stage.
0: Right. And so this is what is this what prompted you to start Propelio?
1: So, Pro- Propelio is a software company. So, okay. Propelio, it came out of the birth of my own needs within my business. I was in a mastermind <laughs> with another just insanely smart individual, Nate Wooster. Mm-hmm. He's also a software, or excuse me, a real estate investor. Uh, we met through a, a, a mastermind, and he has a very strong software engineering background. And I had s- specific systems within my company that I was struggling applying to some of the turnkey boxes of CRMs and software that was out there. And I talked to him, I was like, man, what would it take for us to put together something? And well, that conversation turned into Propelio. Hmm. And so through Propelio, like we've, we've got lead management, lead acquisition, lead lists. We've got websites. Like if you need a turnkey websites, go in there 45 seconds later, you got a website for your real estate investing business. You know, that was kind of unheard of when I got started in real estate. Yeah. So between the lead list, we got a Driving for Dollars app coming up next month. Like So you can go driving for dollars, do comps from your phone right there in your pocket. We've got the Academy in your pocket now. So Propelli is doing the Propelio Academy um for everybody that's out there like hey you just crashed on the gurus and now you're about to sell me some class man that ain't no sale the academy's 100 free i think yeah. we've invested in, um, over a million dollars into this academy
2: i think it goes back to like you know i, I would say most of our audience we share a similar audience probably yeah. follow gary v and his whole thing about content marketing mm-hmm. like obviously when we do the propeller academy there is a win for us. There's a, a way to get attention. Obviously, there's a reason you do Propelio TV. There's a win there. That being said, it could still be 90% in your favor. Right. Uh, but you know we do get attention from that, and we 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 love that. But it goes back to Gary V of just give, 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 and when they're ready to do business with you, they do business. Right. So, so like, we bought in all in on that.
1: Damn right. Like on the academy, full blown education foreclosure training, short training, subject to training, wrap training. We've got virtual wholesaling coming in right now. We've got IRA investing in there. We've got title processes. We've got, right now we're in the beta version. We're about to release the full version at the end of the month, but we've got probably four or 500 actionable videos that are step-by-step, quality content, and it's all free. Go out there and stream it. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and then one thing that, you know, you kind of, when you were going through that list, the one that caught my ear when I was talking to you uh, a month or two back, was the ability to comp properties because mm-hmm. that's one of the greatest challenges as a wholesaler. Because as a realtor, I can comp all day. That's not an issue, right. right? But as a wholesaler, yeah. That's and a challenge, and, and what's
2: funny on that one is is like not to you know say anything about realtors but most realtors say yeah just hit me up if you have a deal that you want to comp yeah. well that's fine but when you when you scale your business to where you need to run 50 comps a day that realtor is going to be like no <laughs> yeah you so know, i'm not i'm not going to do your 50 comps for
1: you today go go get your own license yeah right? if you're so. struggling with that go to mm-hmm. propelio.com and what i've what i found amazing is that our interface was built by investors because we are investors and our interface is so much more i don't know if uh, fluid for a real estate investor i can run a, a, a really basic comp in 45 seconds to a minute and nah. like if i'm on a phone call that's invaluable like if i'm sitting on a phone call it's like one two three main street and while i go the first thing i'll do is i'll ask an open-ended question and i'll get that person to start talking mm-hmm. and i'll while i got them talking with an open-ended question i'll just open up propelio and i'll type in one two three main street and now i know who the owner is i know i know what the estimated equity might be i know some comps around there i can figure all that out right there from propelio so now i'm just sitting there Boom! I'm ready. I'm loaded. I'm, I can I can start making offers right then and there. Yeah. And that's invaluable. Whereas like the system that we have in DFW to run a comp, we're talking about five to ten minutes. And whereas with Propelio, forty five seconds, I've got a good value pretty much figured out right then and there. Yeah.
2: Um, the one thing I love, about, and not to get too pitchy, is is uh, like Netrus in North Texas. If I want to pull a comp on on the the sold comps, and then I want to go to rental data, I got to redo all the information. Yeah. And then you're like. Oh, quit, quit, crap. Do I I want to go back to sold data? You get it over, start all over. But with Revealio, just click, 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 and you can go back and forth very quickly. Yeah.
0: Um, so to me, that's a selling point right there. It's amazing how many real
1: estate agents use our product It's because it's, it's better. Really
0: interesting. Um, so I, I saw something else. Um, don't be a wholesaler because you'll never retire. What's that about?
1: <laughs> we did that like a, two what weeks ago? We did that two weeks ago. So on my side, I'm, I'm, I've been producing, sh- I do Monday shows every day live at 11 a.m. And one of the things that I'm going to be doing for probably the next four or five weeks is a, so, a show where I'm saying stop wholesaling. Mm-hmm. You're not a wholesaler. That's what I'm calling it, is you're not a wholesaler. You need to be a transactional engineer. You need to have a fully loaded tool belt with all of the different strategies there. Because if I show up to your house and you're a seller and you're a distressed seller, and the only solution I can provide to you is a steep enough discount that I can wholesale it, then my close rates going to be small because there's going to be creative strategies. going to be... First and foremost, the ultimate goal is for me to find out what your why is. Mm -hmm. And depending upon what your why is, I might need to do some creative financing with you. I might need to short sub to do some sort of creative rentals and or uh, shorts where I can start taking this property instead of it trying to be an $8,000 lick on a wholesale, I turn it into a $315,000 profit because I didn't just get pigeonholed into I'm a wholesaler. Wholesaling is really, really popular Mm-hmm. because it's a no money strategy and it's what everybody's promoting and selling because it's
0: easiest to learn it's, it's,
1: it's what we're doing it's a very simple process and it's got yeah. v- limited barrier to entry but so many people do that and then they get stuck in that pigeonhole and they don't ever expand their mind beyond wholesaling so what I'm doing on that show on Mondays is I'm just going through creative acquisitions that I've done and been like Here's what it would've looked like if I wholesaled it. I would've made 30 grand. Mm -hmm. But here's what it would've looked like with all these other tools in my tool belt. Instead of making 30 grand, I made 300 grand. Here's another deal. Instead of making $17,000 on a wholesale, here's where I made $135,000 using creative strategies, not even rehabbing, it's just getting creative with the strategies and trying to teach people that wholesaling is transactional income. It's bumps of cash. Yes, you can create cash flow off of wholesaling. I'm not talking about advanced wholesaling strategies because I always hate the keyboard warriors. Like, oh, oh, you can make cash flow. Yeah, yes, 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 you can make cash flow wholesale. I'm talking about what people are being taught and people aren't being taught cash flow in wholesaling. So what
0: would be an example of something where like, instead of wholesaling for like 30, (laughs) I can make 100?
1: (laughs) I'll give you a real quick, quick, quick example. Um, I go in, I go to purchase a property, it's in pre-foreclosure, it's behind on payments, it's worth a buck thirty, mm-hmm. and they owe 90 on it and it needs $45,000 in work. No equity there. Mm-hmm. So initial thought was short. So I go in for a short and uh, we're working with the bank, we're working with the sellers, we're going on year one of the short, still haven't accomplished it. Going on year two of the short, still haven't accomplished it. Going on year three of the short, sellers are like, I'm done with this, I'm moving to Oklahoma, You can. I, I'm done, I'm not doing any more paperwork, I'm out of this. Alright, so what do I do now? I've worked this short for three years. I feel like I've got something I can do here, but I, I, you know, I'm not making a payday if these people stop working with me. So I approach them and I say, how about this? I'll take your deed subject to the existing uh, encumbrances. I'll give you $2,000 for the deed. You deed it to me. But in the deed itself, it'll say, I will absolutely guarantee I will never make a payment on this property on your behalf. It's very well disclosed. I take that over. I then turn that property into a rental. I collect $1,000 a month in rent on a property that I own subject to with a deed that I'm not paying an underlying lien on. I, cl- I collect cash flow off that for the next two years. That's $24,000 of net income coming in off of that. And then I finally get the short to clear, as the Now I'm the owner and I've got a POA on the original seller. I get the bank to accept 45 on it, but now that we've gone through an appreciation cycle, this house is now worth 190. I just picked it up for 45. I don't wanna do the remodel on it. I'm just gonna go ahead and wholetail it from there because I already own it. Put it out there on the retail market for 135,000. That's a $90,000 gross gain right there, plus my cash flow. How would I have ever done that if I just called myself a wholesaler? That's yeah. over $100,000 in net profit off of a deal that I only had $2,000 in.
2: The, the easiest way to look at it is, in, after that mic drop moment, um, <laughs> no. is exactly. Um, the, to summarize pretty much everything we do on Propelio TV is to get creative you know, and, and blending strategies. I think too often in the real estate world, everybody lives in their boxes. I'm a wholesaler, I'm mm. a, a landlord, I'm a multifamily, I'm a this, I'm a that. And everything we do on all the shows across I mean, we're on every single day is blending strategies. Yep. And and if we really had to dumb down Propelio TV is get creative. And I don't think a lot of people talk about getting creative as much as we do. Yeah, I, I mean know. it's
1: like wholesale, wholesale, wholesale. Multifamily, multifamily, like, what well, We're opening up the treasure box. Yeah. We're not holding anything back. Like if I can teach somebody something, I'm gonna teach it to them because mm-hmm. I remember who I was whenever I was sitting there, no high school education, no nothing, coming up off the streets, trying to make something for myself and sitting across from the table <laughs> with somebody that's just trying to hold that little nugget back to get mm-hmm. me to spend more money. And I'm like, I'm tired of that.
2: I will say one of the most favorite fun thing to do ever, if I take 10 seconds, yeah. is get in a car with Daniel and drive around Fort Worth. And he's like, I got my ass kicked there. I got my ass kicked there. I kicked this one dude's ass over there. Like every stoplight, he's got a story right. where he
0: got, his, got his ass kicked over and yeah. over Physically, and over. Not yes. on a deal. No, 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 no. <laughs> We're talking about like you know
2: being twelve years old on the street or something. And it's I, just I like the
1: first time I got robbed at gunpoint, I was eleven years old. First time I got robbed at gunpoint, I was eleven years old. First time I got shot at, I was thirteen. Wow. It was, it was a different lifestyle than some people would expect. But that doesn't mean that we're bad people. I mean, we were just taught a bad life. We, yeah. we, we, had, we had a different upbringing, man. There's but, some things that we can't change about. Like, like in that video, like the very first thing I say, this is for my sister that was injecting heroin at 14 years old. She's dead. Yeah. My sister's dead. My brother's dead. We, we, were, we, were, we were raised in a, in a lifestyle. We were taught a lifestyle where the only outcomes we would have would be drugs, death, or, or jail. And whenever i got exposed to real estate man it was it was something i'd never been taught mm-hmm. and i and i was in I, I grew a passion for it and then whenever i you know saw my mentor robert kiyosaki and i went to that and then to see that it was all just a fucking lie it, yeah. it, it just mm,
2: but uh, but there you it still know bothers me every time I'm, I'm glad he this, went you know. into the story though because
1: <laughs> that kind of shows
2: i mean that's the why the yeah. why is all the people that he like he'll say it i don't think he said it today so far but You know everybody i grew up with is either dead or in prison you know so it's either you know death prison or hey here's a better life and 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 yeah is it your quote that it's like how much does it cost uh well what does it
1: cost? i mean yeah i don't remember how i said i just remember saying but basically what i was saying is what how much do you have to be paid to save someone's life I mean like really Mm -hmm. what is that question and those kids that I grew up with they don't have $20,000 to drop on a mentor but every single one of them I mean if they're out there and I'm just gonna I'm not gonna use this as a blanket statement but you just said earlier whether I was dropped in the hood or whether I was dropped on Wall Street it Mm -hmm. just really depends on the circumstances I was growing up in on the streets the only way we're taught to get out is we see rapping we see sports and Mm -hmm. we see drug dealers Mm -hmm. and really the you know if I can't rap and I can't play ball well, I'm, I'm I'm selling drugs. If yeah. I, if I've got motivation, if I've got, because that's what we're taught. If we just expose some of these people that are have that entrepreneurial mindset, that drive to do something better, we expose to them alternate ways of becoming, you know, legitimate business owners. Right. I, I think that most of us want, you know, a legitimate way out. We just don't know how to do it.
0: Yeah. So um, this is something I mentioned in a different podcast. Uh, there was something in uh, in, in Max, you know. Uh, Max Maxwell's Facebook group. Someone posted, like, you know, why are there more black people in wholesaling now than ever? And I was like, it's a very inappropriate way of asking that question. <laughs> but, you know, I think that. Because we're looking for a legitimate
1: hustle. And I say we're, I was the minority growing up.
0: But I mean, yeah, I, but the point I think is that there's more opportunities now where that knowledge that was hidden away, mm-hmm. right? Like you were saying, like, there's only three ways to grow, get out of the hood. Mm-hmm. But I think now we got this education that you guys are doing, I'm doing, and a bunch of other people are providing mm-hmm. that wow, there's another way. And I don't need to necessarily get a college degree. And I don't have to go to prison to try. Yeah. So if I I'm, if I'm willing to hustle, mm-hmm. there's a, there's a way for me to get out of this There's a
1: lot of hustlers on the street. Yeah. And and it's just because we want out. We've seen so much struggle. We've seen like it's it's just crazy what we've had to go through to get to where we're at today like I was having a conversation with a good friend of mine the other day and he's like you know we really are going through PTSD it's like no matter where I've made it in life like I still want to kill myself every single day it's like it's 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 part of my life now it's because you can't go through that kind of trauma Mm -hmm. and expect to just forget about it you know and I it just pisses me off man yeah it really does
2: so. yeah it, it's it's also really fun to to fun <laughs> hey i'm gonna kill myself man hey, it's fun yeah. um no but working with daniel because because i know the first 20 minutes we're talking about people that are full of shit right and it's like if you don't know daniel like hopefully the passion kind of flows through the microphone into the, the thing the oh, video definitely. cameras but like if you if you work with him every day you're like oh shit this shit's real yeah. Like every single day is—I and I don't want to say it's a struggle, but every single time we go live, every s- this there there's anxiety. Every time there's a stage, there's anxiety, yeah. and it's 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 amusing now, uh, for me, just because we we've got our little partnership going on, uh, but and it's out of love. But like for me, like throw me in front of people, I don't care. All right. you know, throw me go live. So this okay, dude's a master care. of
1: just like I'll do it. I'll do no, it. No, but I'll do
2: it. but I'm, it's not. But I'm just saying, it's just like. Being able to overcome that and the, it goes back to authenticity. It's right. it's really cool to work side by side with somebody that's always the authentic as shit.
0: Yeah. Well, shit. I think I think it's awesome, and I think yeah, definitely one hundred percent conveys. Um, I'm going to change topics real quick. So I was. You don't want death. <laughs> no, no, not at all. That's that's totally okay. Uh, so we were when I first started my show, uh, you reached out to me right, mm-hmm. and for no reason whatsoever, just to say hey, you know what? Your logo screwed up on your Facebook page. Go fix this. <laughs> like, really? yeah, I was like, man, that's awesome. I don't even know who this guy is, but like he's helping me. And I was like, oh, let me see who this guy is. Let me see what he's about. And I was like, what the hell is this thing? There's 300 people. <laughs> like he's, this guy's throwing rock concerts. What's going on here? <laughs> so let's talk about that. Cause you're, you're the integrator, uh-huh. right? You're the one that's making things happen. Yeah. Um, talk about how you're putting this event together. Cause uh, I think putting a RIA together for me like i do mine every uh once a month you guys are gonna be speaking at it tomorrow uh you guys in dfw are doing your you know your events if someone else is trying to put together an event whether they're in you know um houston l.a uh you know right uh atlanta or what advice would you give them yeah for I, to try to put an event like that yeah, together because I, I think it's just
2: it's so easy like and and because we literally just had this meeting two weeks ago because somebody was asking for for mentorship for that, mm-hmm. and I say easy because nothing we're doing is rocket science. Mm-hmm. It's one step one is what is your motivation for your RIA or your group? If your motivation is to sell a lot of stuff and make a lot of money, well then you're you're already kind of against the abundance mentality. Yeah. So for us, our whole thing was we want people to see propelia. We want branding. Um, and if I back up even further, it was because the old model, there's so many events that just flat out suck. You know, I haven't <laughs> been to your event, so I'm not talking about yours. It's amazing. That, <laughs> but it's like, as a vendor, you know, you get tired of spending hundreds of dollars going to events that you're not getting sales, you're not getting enough people. Like, hey, there's going to be 800, 1500 people, and there's 12. Mm-hmm. You know, So with us, it's like, well, hell, we can do our own event okay cool so we're like okay what are the things that we like what are the things we don't like and what we like is a lot of people we like a lot of fun and we don't like a lot of sales from stage so the biggest rule that we have in our events is there's no sales from stage you know like uh and we're talking about the dfw event and the Mm -hmm. the big ones that we throw uh we're actually starting to launch a new type of thing like we're doing here in phoenix next couple days but for like dfw none of the speakers that are ever up there mm-hmm. are ever they're never paying to be there and they're not allowed to sell anything and then that's a completely dif- different area than where our vendors are mm-hmm. our
1: vendors sell all you want yes sir and for them to even get on stage they have to provide true content they can't just oh, yeah. get up there and talk and by the end of a two-hour thing just be like well i've given you some ideas you, if you're getting on our stage you have to drop bombs there mm-hmm. is no accepting less than a bomb like yeah. it, it needs to come
2: And and we keep it varied like not once has our agenda been the same. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we've had kind of like the TED talks. Sometimes we like this next one. We have two one-hour speakers and one 15-minute speaker. You yep. know, so we change it up. Um, but we've we have live DJs. We have Chick Fil A. We have open bar. Um, our open bar is like legit, like Daniel doesn't like it at times. Cause he's like,
1: why the $4,000 on alcohol?
2: Why are we, why are we buying all these people booze? They don't, they don't subscribe to my software. And I'm like, bro, I mean, the, the cool thing about our event in DFW right now is, and we can wrap this up and move on, but is the fact that the people that come, you have, um, <coughs> The, the, i'm sorry i'm uh, sorry uh, uh, there's cameras uh, oh, oh my bad i wanted, I wanted another one is, is 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 like you literally have three classes of people mm-hmm. you have the beginners that you're always going to get every event you have the intermediate people that are actually out there ground the payment but then you got legit experts mm-hmm. you got we got real lambos pulling on. you literally we literally have lambos that, i mean will crozier who's a multi-million dollar apartment million apartment investor djing our events oh really Yeah, it's just stupid <laughs> so our events really are stupid, yeah. uh, And we average about four to six hundred people. And there's, and, and I know that was a long-winded way of saying because mm. you asked, how do you do it? It's just work. It's yeah. having the right message, having the right motivation, and then uh, my biggest thing is fear of failure. You know, like somebody commented today about marketing for our Phoenix stuff. Man, y'all are really good at marketing. I'm like, I, I don't really call it marketing. I call it being afraid of failing. Yeah. You know, so like, you know, we average four to six hundred people at our event. But I typically average about 800 to 1200 sign up. Mm-hmm. So you know, and as a vendor, you're like all you care about is butts and seats. Right. So, yeah. but as far as is the secret sauce, there is no secret sauce. It's just a lot of work,
1: and it's having to up, right up till midnight every single day, up at 6 a.m. up till midnight for the two weeks coming up to the event, like you can tell as an event's coming up because Ryan just starts doing this. He's just like, you know, he just starts going into event mode uh-huh. and yeah. it's just like every five minutes, hey, we're doing an event, hey, we're doing an event, yeah. tag, 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 you're coming, you're coming, you're coming. Hey, I heard you. That's a good, you it know. It just, it never stops.
2: That, that's a good tip that I uh, value add to anybody watching. If you are wanting to do an event, and I made this up out of necessity, Uh Um, I won't go into full details (laughs) of the origination, is when we first were gonna do an event, my assistant at the time, I had her, I had her, this is actually a funny story, I had her research all the events in DFW for the next two months. And she put all of them in a calendar. I was like, cool, May 12th or whatever it was, May 7th, that's, that's when we're gonna do our event. All right, cool. So we start planning it, and we're also doing a couple events in San Antonio and in, in, in Houston. So I was like, eighty percent, my mind focus is going to be on San Antonio, Houston. When those are done, all hundred percent on DFW. One Friday night, uh, a, a potential vendor is like, "Hey, you know, that's the same night as the other big event in the area," and I was like, I was so yeah. pissed off at my assistant. I was like, what the hell? So I looked up, nothing on Google. I go to Facebook, nothing on Facebook. Go to their website, nothing there. They had not put their event out there at all because they were still, they were about to do their other event. They mm-hmm. hadn't done their that month, they haven't done the April month yet. So I'm looking at the calendar, I'm like, I've got four days to just blitzkrieg the hell out of Facebook. Uh-huh. So what I started doing was we're going to head to head with the incumbent there. Like, yeah. That was yeah. the big boy in town. And, and I actually created that event, too. But anyway, <laughs> um, years ago. Um, so <laughs> so literally I have four to five days to make an, an impact. And that was our and very first event. It was our very first event in DFW. And what I did and this is the value I'm getting at is I had about 200 people signed up at the time. I went to every single one of them and I add them as a friend on Facebook. If they weren't a friend on Facebook, I added them. If they were a friend on Facebook, I went to their page. I said, hey, at Steve Trang, thank you so much for signing up for the at DFW Real Estate Investor Meetup. Hope to see you there. And I did that for every single one. And every time somebody signed up, I shared it to their, their
1: page. That's 400 registrants.
2: Yeah, so every single person that registered for our event, they got a, either a friend request from me, or and, and then they got a posting of me right. sharing it to them. So what I then did is and i hope nobody from dfw is watching <laughs> i'm sure there's a few yeah, dfw's in there is i basically trained our audience to say it's okay to share our events mm-hmm. so anytime our event like you'll see it if you follow the dfw people in the next couple days like the amount of facebook i mean if you just go to our facebook page right now 400 people going 300 people interested like most real estate investor events, don't have that m- level of engagement on mm-hmm. Facebook. And it's, the environment that we've built, community. It's, it's the community. But it, it started with that little nugget I just dropped of, just add everybody and, and be social, and don't be afraid to reach out. and And that takes a lot of freaking work. I mean, can you imagine 400 posts? Nope. And, and every <laughs> single, and it's not a bot. Every single one's different. Yeah. Because if it is
1: the same, Facebook locks you out. Yeah. And so to add, to add to add to that the very first event that he ever put on for us here at felio <laughs> the rest of the Raya circuit and dfw went to crickets like literally that night because we did go up against yeah. some other clubs that night there were people at those other clubs facebook live like man it's dead in here like what's <laughs> going on like this is normally and, three or four hundred people and, what happened here and i'm not proud of it
2: but put in that event and, and, and to be and to be clear the only reason we were head to head that night was because we had no idea of that event we would have never gone i was going exactly. for, i was going for no competition because yeah. i wanted every single person there yeah
0: and
1: we weren't trying to split the crowd i wasn't trying to shut ria's yeah. down
0: and that ria shut down two months or a month <laughs> after yeah so well i think we got one of those going on right now so in our market <laughs> so it's interesting to see it's like the best
2: oh. but i mean again abundance best of luck to everybody that's what we're, we're like you said like Reach out to you. Hey, man, your logo's kind of whatever. Right. You know, trying to help each other
0: out. Like, who the heck is this guy? But thank you. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about your first deal. So you said you did a lot of things wrong. Oh,
1: man. More than a lot of things wrong. Like I said, man, you want five minute story. You want a half hour long story, but five minutes. Go five. Story.
2: We got so much content. Go five. Right. I'm
1: going to give you a real, real, very quick rundown. I'm 23 years old, no education whatsoever, construction worker, making like 12 bucks an hour. Um, Driving through on my lunch break on construction, see a garage sale sign, turn down the street, boom, see opportunity. I've read books. I'm like, man, I can make money on this street, uh, but I don't know how to, I don't know anything. So there's a, there's a realtor sign in the yard. I call up the realtor. I'm like, hey, I want to buy this house. He's like, well, are you pre-qualified? I was like, no. He's like, are you working with an agent? I was like, no. And he's like, all right, well, I'll be your agent and call this lender. And if you can get pre-qualified, I'll I'll hook you up with a loan or I'll write an offer for Mm -hmm. you. So that's literally like like how the process goes. I call up the mortgage lender and they're like, yeah, you're qualified for like a $75,000 loan. I wasn't making a whole lot of money, but 75K loans, 2007 fog of mirror time.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so I, I get, I get I go through the underwriting on the loan side of it and they're like all right, I put in the offer, I get the offer, $43,000, I believe is what I'm paying for this thing. It's on the tax rolls for like 84. So I'm like that's my due diligence. That's my due diligence literally. It's like all right, it's on the tax rolls for 80 something, I can buy it for 40 something. I know how to swing a hammer. I'll fix this house myself. Uh all good, man. I get the contract accepted. I think i'm about to buy this house they sent out an inspector and the inspector's like well to get this loan you're going to need windows you're going to need a hot water heater you need electricity you're going to need plumbing you're going to need a roof you're going to need windows you're going to need doors so i was missing a few things it had it, been completely vandalized. all the copper had been stolen out of it the, this uh, is winter time too it was right? the middle of winter the pipes had busted there was flooded on there it was molded it was just all specialized on those
0: properties back in the foreclosure
1: days <laughs> So if you're if you're talking about conventional loans or whatnot it's not it's not meeting lending standards i, I got a 103 percent loan for this house 100 percent of the purchase price plus three percent of the closing costs very very just like so i get the inspection and it comes back it's like prior to closing we have to have plumbing electrical hot water heaters electric panels roofs windows all this stuff and um the lender's like that's all got to be done before we can buy it and i'm sitting here like well i'm 23 years old i have no money in the bank and um I can't pay, so I completely and totally ditched the lease that I'm living in. I'm -hmm. I'm, I'm in a rental uh, because that was a 45 minute drive from the rental to this house. And I literally, in the middle of dead winter, I grabbed a Coleman lantern and I lived in the hot water heater closet of this house while I was in escrow to purchase it. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved into the hot water heater closet with a Coleman lantern because that Coleman lantern would keep me warm. Yeah. And I lived in that damn closet for the next month. And my father lived there with me. We both moved into that house. And just every single day, I'd get up at about 6 o'clock in the morning. I'd go to work early. I'd take a, I'd take a shower in the in the sink at the bathrooms at work. And uh, that's where I'd wash my clothes. And then I'd at the end of the job, I'd get off at five o'clock and I'd go back to that house and I'd start fixing electrical problems. I'd start fixing plumbing problems. At that point in time, I'd already had a decade of construction experience. I was a full-time employee as a construction worker at 13 years old. I had to drop out of high school. I, I, I didn't have much of an option. So um, over the next 30 days, I remodeled that damn house. Me and my dad remodeled that house. We, you know, it didn't look beautiful, But everything that was on that was inspection report was done. The electrical was working, the plumbing was working, it had a roof, it had all this other stuff. Lots of stuff going on there that we're not getting elaborated into, but by the time it was said and done with, I finally got the loan closed uh, at 103% financing I then immediately after purchasing the house, because I did all those renovations, Uh uh, turned around, went out and got a home equity loan. Our home equity loan gave me about $18,000 in capital because the appraisal came back at 76 and I just bought it at 43. So Uh I had enough equity there. I took out like an $18,000 loan, used that money to buy some air conditioning systems, convert a garage, and then start building it up. It took me two years, paycheck to paycheck, to fix that house. But when I turned around and sold it, I cleared a hundred grand. And for somebody that grew up in the streets without any background in that kind of stuff, a hundred grand was was not <laughs> was not something I'd ever seen before. So yeah. that changed things, my
2: life. A couple of things he missed in the story, just because I think they're fun. Well, first off, don't do that. If you're watching this, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, is not, that is not. That is not a how-to on how to do this business. Do not I, I, do that. I, I, I remodeled somebody else's house. <laughs> how-to on your first deal. Yeah, yeah, don't don't do that. But but the party left out was the appraiser came back after he had fixed everything up and was like, yeah, but the appraisal I've already failed you before, so you went oh yeah, right so on that, so I, I think that's a good
1: point. So I left that out because it can be it can be a little longer, but. So the inspector came out, inspected the house, and said, "You need windows, a front door, a roof—you know, the, the basic necessities to even consider this a house and not just shambles." Um, so I go through, and I'm like down to the last week of escrow, and uh, I'm I'm beat, man. Like literally 100 plus hours a week working. Just I'd come home and work till three or four o'clock in the morning, maybe get an hour of sleep, go take a bath in the sink at, at work, and it was it was rough, man. But I put it in. And uh, I get to the end. I've got everything that's on that inspection report going. And um, the inspector comes back out to the house. So my my, my lender calls the, the inspector back up. He's like, we're good for a reinspect, And he comes back out there. And I remember, man, it's some bougie little 20-year-old wearing, like, Gucci glasses, driving his Mercedes Benz, and I'm just, like, throwing the double ups. And and, and, he, and he comes in, man, and uh, he's just, like, got his nose up in there because it was bad in there. I mean, there's feces on the ground, cracked pipes, needles. It was not a good house by any means. And when I say remodel, all I did was fix the inspection report. Yeah. I go through and I do all that, and he walks the house, and I clearly remember him saying, he's like, well, everything on the inspection report's been done, but I sure as hell wouldn't want to live here. Uh, I need to see all your permits boom like I I didn't I didn't I didn't call at that point in time I I'd been an electrician for close to seven years eight Mm -hmm. years nine years um you know my father had a big big background in plumbing and then roofing you know it's like I don't don't got permits man like this is my house like I didn't know I needed permits to work on my own damn house and he's like well it's not your house it's the bank's house because it Mm -hmm. wasn't and uh if you're doing work on somebody else's house you have to have permits he's like I'm not passing you until you get permits and like, I've got three days left to close. And it's like, I call up all my friends and like, even if I could help you right now, it's just, it's not possible. I can't get permits pulled on this house in that amount of time. He's like, I've, I've got faith in your work. I've worked beside you for 10 years. I know you know what you're doing, yeah. but I can't get your permits. So I'm sitting there like, man, I had to borrow $3,000 from my uncle uh, to buy some of the materials just to get this going. And at that point in time, like $3,000, I might even not even get to see that on my tax return. So I'm like, man, I'm am just lost, man. I'm like, I, I bailed on my lease. I'm homeless now. I'm living in the damn hot water heater closet of an REO, and I'm like, what am I gonna do? You know, and, what am I gonna do? And
2: here's where the getting creative. This next part of the story,
1: and this is the biggest. This is the biggest nugget of that story for anybody watching in your audience. So I'm I'm just like brainstorming it, man. I'm like just hitting hitting the gray matter hard. Like, what what am I gonna do here? I'm not gonna be homeless, man. I'm not gonna do this again. I'm gonna win, and I get on the phone with the lender. And probably five times a day, like, hey, what did it? And just like, she's like, man, we all told you up front this was a risk, man. We were all rooting for you. But I'm sorry, Daniel. Unfortunately, you're taking a loss on this one. And I'm just like, bam. And it's finally the day before. And I call her up. And yet again, man, I'm just on the phone with silence with her. And she's she's feeling bad for me because she knows how passionate I am and how much I said I was going to do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's just sitting there letting me, letting me wallow in my sorrows. And uh, she said something. I forgot what it was. And she was like, whatever it was, it spurred a thought process in my mind, and she used the word hire, and she was referencing that inspector. And I was like, I think she was listing off my expenses that I was into it with her for, and she's like, the $300 inspection? I think she's trying to figure out how she could return me some money. And as soon as she said the $300 that I had to pay for the inspection, because I remember doing that, I wrote the check for the $300 for the inspection, and I was like, hold on, hold on a second. I paid 300 bucks to hire that inspector, right? And she was like, yes, Daniel, you did. And I'm like, just sitting there and I'm like, could I just pay 300 bucks and hire a new inspector? And she went dead silent for a second. And she's like, well, Daniel, I'm not gonna say yes or no, but if you get me a $300 check, I'll see if I can get you an inspector out there real fast. So I gave her 300 bucks. She got a new inspector. He came out there, he walked the house. He said, put in the stove and you can have the house. And. So the very next morning, I closed on that house. It cost me like three hundred fifty bucks to close on that house. I had one yeah. hundred and three uh, percent financing, and that's how I got my house. That was how I got my first house. And, yeah. and, and the thing about
2: that is, is like it goes back to that theme of getting creative. Right. It's like that stupid little thing could have cost him a his whole career in this business because he probably been like Told screw him. this. Yeah, I'm gonna selling dope is easier than this crap, <laughs> and uh, you know and just getting creative. And, and it's something that even the this woman, she'd been doing this, that's her career, and she never even thought about that. Yeah. So that's what's really cool about working with Daniel and his brain.
1: Just never let an obstacle get in your way, man. You've right. got to go over, under, or through, man. And that's where, that's where I see people, they're like, you know, your why has to be bigger than your fear. When I see people that are educated and well-educated that are not able to perform on this, it's because their fear is bigger than their why. Something is stopping them from becoming who they can become. And until your why is bigger than your fear, you're not gonna be successful with this, man. You've gotta be willing to go out there and give it 110% and just have that mindset that either I win or I die. There's no choice in between.
0: Well, I know we kind of danced on it a little bit, but I mean, can you articulate what exactly your why is?
1: My why is my past, man. My family now, but I mean... My sister was my rock for a long time, and man, I, I saw what happened to her life, man. That needle hit her arm, and that was done. And then my brother, you know, no no love lost with that man, but he's dead, my father, man, he got addicted to Oxycontin when he got into his wreck. I'm 14 years old, watching my dad popping pills, just like, boom, boom, hydrocodone, and then it goes to Oxycontin, and then it goes to crushing down Oxycontin, and then it's just like, man, the damn pharmacies addicted my father to this crap, and like, here I am, 14 years old, trying to figure out how to survive, how to live, and it's just like, you know, we deserve something better than that damn struggle. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, just, it's just, we are good people that have been served a bad deck of cards, and I'm tired of being the ones getting stepped on.
2: And, and on top of that, is is Daniel's fairly private, but I'll I'll unprivate for him <laughs> uh, just because that's why I'm here. You know, his wife really is his wife and his two girls, because yeah. like, he says it's at least once a month he's like, man, like, and you know it. Like, if he didn't have his family, he would be in so much trouble. He would be doing some stupid stuff. I'd He'd be, be getting dead. fights. He'd be getting dead. He'd be doing some stupid-ass stuff. I love him. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I know it. I know it. <laughs> we had a loud mouth last month, man. He would have caught something.
0: <laughs> but, uh,
2: but, again, it's like, so I think the biggest why is, yes, the past, but the, 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 his girls. Mm. So
1: Yeah, man, I got two lovely baby girls. They're probably watching right now. Tyler and Zyla, love you both. My wonderful wife, Miranda, man, thank you for being my rock. Thank you for supporting yeah. me through this. I know it's been sh- tough. You know, there's a lot of times where I don't come home. I'm working 18 hour days and it's just like, it's, 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 it's my why. My why is bigger than anything. So for those that are out there, it's like, if your why ain't big enough, man, step out now. (laughs)
0: That's facts right there. Um, so how much wholesaling are you doing right now?
1: Really none. Yeah, really none. Um, I'm not going to sit here and try and pretend like I'm one of those no HUD gurus and stuff. I've, I've, I've hit the streets in the past. I've done my stuff, but I've, I've found a way to help Far more people and it's not centered around my bank account it's not centered around me it's propelio it's mm-hmm. propelio academy it's providing it's providing resources to thousands and thousands and hundreds <coughs> of thousands of people that never had an opportunity that is a far bigger why for me than than going out and making me another 100k look on a, on a on a house i mean i've made enough money i don't need to be a hundred millionaire i mean i'm i'm good you know yeah. I, I want to see others succeed and that's that's far more important to me than any real estate deal will ever be. And the more focus I can put on helping others, the happier I'm going to be.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Um, what were you going to say?
1: I was just say, as far as the wholesaling goes,
2: um, you know, with Propelio it's it's, we, there's no mark. You can't market, you know, like, cause we, you know, I don't want to be I, don't, I, don't even well, even get I mean, thing. like,
1: I'm not even going I'm not even gonna get into that, but I, no matter what, it's um, a conflict of interest. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So, on that side like i've got some commercial investments i've got some office industrial parks and i might expand upon that but as far as single family real estate investing goes my 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 focus is going to be propelio and enriching the lives of others i mean there's there's nothing more that i can say on that level other than "Mm, i need focus and you know what Um, everything i can do to enrich other people's lives is where i'm going
0: okay um I think and I think that's powerful. What is your biggest struggle right now?
1: Oh, man, time. Just time, man, it's 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 in, it's it's incredible to see what we're doing, but it's also it's also incredible to see how much effort this was going to take like I mean my biggest struggle is time like yeah. mean, there's a million things that we need to do at any given point in time and only three of them can be done and for me I think I'm not going to say that's where a lot of my depression comes from but I struggle daily with a massive amount of depression and a lot of that just comes from man it's just it's a it's a gigantic mountain and you just got to keep climbing there yeah. is no giving up in it it's 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 no matter how I feel I've got people depending on me and I got to go you know? you know, On my front, it would be perspective and patience.
2: You know, mm-hmm. Perspective going from where we started this journey of Propelio Academy, Propelio TV, and just realizing that you went from zero <coughs> to where we're at now. Mm-hmm. Like the consistency, like we were talking about before we started, like the consistency of, of how many people actually tune in to watch our stuff. And we don't really have these huge spikes. Like there's more people watching uh, right now than we've had on a, on a typical stream in in a long long time but we consistently have fairly a good turnout come out so what I, my struggle is remembering to have perspective of going the first time we went live miranda at the very end of it because we didn't realize the whole lag thing like we're just joe boston a local dallas reig shout out to him you know, we're just shooting the shit and Miranda's like, Shut up, you're still live. <laughs> and we're like we're like, oh crap. So we, we deleted the video because we didn't know what we were talking. We didn't know what we were saying behind you know. So but again, so we the perspective of when the first time we went live, the only person watching was Miranda. Yeah. So now every single time we go live, new people find us. And that right. we love that. And the patience is just knowing that you know the the amount of content the value of content because the reviews we get the comments we get the amount of love we receive Mm -hmm. it's like having patience to go why is it a million people watching this stuff yeah like you want to be like what where's our tipping point where's our windfall and and it's just having for me personally is being patient enough and being having perspective enough not to get caught up in man i wish i had a thousand people watching i wish i had a million views
0: So I've got the same exact problem, right? So uh, perspective, like if you told me when I started this podcast that I'd be doing, you know, with the amount of viewership and support that I have today, Mm -hmm. wouldn't have believed you. Mm -hmm. Would not have believed you. At the same time, I've got the same feedback. Like, man, I love your stuff. I wish more people found out about it. I was like, then why the hell is Bigger Pockets doing better than me? Borrowed (laughs) land. (laughs) Borrowed land. That's
1: where we're going. We're not,
2: we're not borrowing land anymore. What does that mean? Borrowed land, uh, uh, it's it's content marketing Mm -hmm. and, you know, content marketing is exactly what we're doing now. We're just trying to provide value to the Mm -hmm. audience. And hopefully through our content marketing, somebody's going to reach out and do business with you. Right. Somebody hopefully reaches out and does uh, business with Propelio. That's content marketing Mm -hmm. at its finest. Borrowed land applies to if this content is right now housed on Facebook. Facebook, we don't own Facebook. That's their land, mm-hmm. and at any given time, they can change algorithms. They can change whatever the hell they want to change.
0: So I know this pain. Yeah, well, well, we, do too. we we
2: can go into it here in a second. Yeah. So, but uh, uh, you know, the borrowed land is that's their content. That's their land. YouTube, same thing. YouTube, we're finding out is better metrics than Facebook for us. Mm-hmm. Massively better. Massively better, and we're pushing that direction. But at the end of the day, it's still borrowed land. So the what I'm, and again, we're real estate investor people first, mm-hmm. and all this content stuff second and the video stuff. That's why we had to hire Shravion so right. he could show us what the hell to Travion's do. Shravion's the
1: badass behind the camera. Shravion um, Young. So it's, it's
2: blogging. It's it's like having that content on your own website. Having all that stuff in your own house mm-hmm. that for therefore it's not you're not borrowing land from somebody else that can change the game. Yeah. So for us, when we first started this this road, this adventure it was probably September the propellure TV stuff, September 2017 with the one viewer of Miranda Moore. <laughs> By January, February, we were getting average 50 to 85 people every single time tuning in. And then in the first quarter, that algorithm, algorithm hit, shit. hit. And we have, never, we have never, we've never recovered. We yeah. have never gotten as many people watching
0: as we did back in early two thousand. So we're outfitting our own and, platform now. And yeah. Chris said the same thing too. Chris Onivero said the same yeah. exact thing. So I, I can tell you like my own personal story was that I was doing all my own SEO. So back many, many years ago before Panda and Penguin, like I was doing all my SEO and I was ranking for all the Tempe keywords. Like if you were Tempe homes for sale, Tempe houses, like it was my website. Mm -hmm. And then Panda rolled out and Penguin rolled out, then I was dead. (laughs) Like all of that SEO, I went from white hat because this was like the approved tactics and they decided decided all the white hat was now black hat and it was just dead so we're building
1: our own land now
2: yeah speaking of keywords though and this is exciting and this is from again going to the abundance like you know i helped you with the the, the logo yeah Tube buddy i got from you yeah you know because we were t- i don't know if I, that's where i got it from was was, was from also, Steve. We him, yeah. buddy. so keyword ranking like sub two investing sub two real estate investing like i don't know how but we rank in the youtube like, yeah. like
1: five of the top ten yeah right for yeah
2: like like Real estate investing, you're never going to find Propelio. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: But like the, the, the niche of sub two, I'm like, we're dominating. It's, it's really exciting to see that, especially so that.
0: I give you one tip. I don't know if this is actual the, the tipping point, but once I started renaming my files by the keywords. Oh, th- before you upload? Before I upload.
2: Well, everything we do is live.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I upload the file. So I, I download from your Facebook or I don't download Farai, the producer. Emails it to me. I download it, rename it to a keyword I want. Upload his that. Face to- uh,
1: Matt Elmer, tells I them, still please. think we can probably rename everything. So like a big push this quarter is gonna be <laughs> rebuilding our YouTube platform. <laughs> we're, we're, we're building propelio.tv on propelio.com where mm. we've got a tasty trade style website where all that content can be digested from propelio.com. If you haven't been out there yet, check out propelio.com, propelio.tv. But um, all that this quarter is going to be just basically revamped. We're going to go through YouTube, yeah. hit all the hit all the meta tags, hit all the tags, all the SEO things, rename everything, organize, systematize, and then all of our Propelio Academy videos are going to be pushed back out into YouTube as well. So we've got probably four or five hundred videos about to get dropped.
2: Yeah. And, and as far as going pitching the YouTube, it's like we, we go both Facebook Live and YouTube Live. And when we first started doing YouTube Live, we got like three viewers. And now we're getting 15 to 20 viewers already in the past month or two. Yeah. So we, I personally believe our, our YouTube channel will overtake our Facebook
1: probably by the end of the quarter.
2: Yeah. At least, um, that's, yeah. at least
1: that's, that's what I'm saying. I think we're heading that direction. YouTube so, has been a far better platform, but we're still pulling it back.
0: Yeah, YouTube is definitely the best for me. What is your superpower? I'll start with Ryan. Um, I would say turning off noise in mm-hmm. my brain.
2: Um, one thing like I don't struggle with is like depression. Um, I mean, uh, that's not, not true. Everybody struggles with some sort of depression. Everybody struggles with loneliness. Everybody struggles with whatever faults they have. Mm. Oh, I'm fat. I'm this. But me, and this is probably not, this is probably a clinical psychologist going to be like, dude, go see a doctor. <laughs> yeah. But for me, what I do is like any of that noise, I just shut that shit down and I go back to work. Yeah. So like, is that healthy? Probably not. But you know what? I'm I find success in work gives me you know gives me what's the word uh, fulfillment fulfillment yeah so oh. all in spinning, spinning plates I like to spin plates. Yeah, this
1: dude's got like nine thousand plates going full speed at yeah. time, and it's like oh, like mean, what? they still don't fall like they're still up there. He's like he moves his hand, and there's like still a plate spinning there. just so well, like, how he and, keeps and them going, I don't know. And, and
2: again, it's like take take this this little Phoenix trip for us. It's like hey, let's go let's go hang out with Steve Trang well, well, shit, we're here. Well, he's got an event the next day. Well, let's go to that. Well, shit, AZ Flip guys, we'll hang out for Friday for that. Well, we're not we're not big on sightseeing and it's not like we're here with our families and yeah. and well, we hang out with event. each other, but it's not like we're gonna go hang out at the spa. So it's like, well, shit, right. let's just, let's do our own events. So we're yeah. gonna do an event tonight. We're gonna do an event before your event tomorrow. And we're gonna do another event on Friday. Yeah. And then, I mean, so literally we have no time <laughs> this entire three day like i, t- I should, like i don't know he's just like
1: we're gonna do an event in houston it's like boom we're
2: not houston austin or phoenix we're, and we're yeah, in Phoenix." Yeah, and boom. but i uh, literally was like but then i had that and this is literally like two weeks or however it was i sent him a text to say, hey, uh do you mind if i put your ass to work when we're in phoenix he's like why what do you have mine i'm like he's like okay and then so we,
0: just go for a, it challenge for you guys is i think i record 70 people so If we can get more than 70 people tomorrow at our event. I'm not worried about that. Oh, for your event. Our event. That's the that's the that's the record. So I just want to put the gauntlet down. So
1: everybody out there's watching right now, you must come tomorrow's event. We start at 4 30. We're gonna hit and teach some massive value. I need to get you out there. Dave and Busters, if we hit 80 people, I will give away something that will definitely be worth your time. I need you there. If we end up with less than 70 people, I'm going to be flat out embarrassed and I need 70 people there. Who can I buy? Do we have any? Can you bring some day laborers? I <laughs> I need I need 70 people there. Bring your work crew. Yeah, bring your entire crew, your aunts and your uncle. Are we counting kids? Bring your kids. I need 70 people at Steve's event tonight. On tomorrow. top of that, and
2: we got our event tonight. We got about, I don't know, two, let me see how I many what we're we up to now. Uh, not to just to see if anybody else signed up again. Alright, so while you do that, your superpower.
1: Vision. I think that's about the best I can say, man. If there's anything I can do, it's it's see five years down the road, 10 years down the road and build a vision that matches the life that I want to see in 10 years, yeah. build, the, build a change for like the industry shift that we're pushing right now, you know, the screw, the the death, the death of the guru model. I mean, there's probably been a lot of people that have talked about it, but we're putting money where our mouth is and we're mm-hmm. going in hard. We're on all this. in. You no, know, this is this is gonna happen five years from now. Propelio Academy will be the number one resource for real estate investors to gain their education from. And I won't accept until that happens, man. It's happening. Yeah.
2: Awesome. So, so we, we got about 250, 257 signed up for tonight. Um, I would love to get, I don't know, if I can get 150 tonight, mm-hmm. I, I, would, I, that'd be, I would be happy-ish. Three hundred, I'd be happier. Five (laughs) hundred, I'd be happiest. That's crazy. Uh, And then, and then like fifty to seventy-five tomorrow uh, for because we're doing that workshop. But again, we're not. Our biggest thing is is going back to what we're trying to do with Propelio is is we want to introduce you through the value that we can bring to you, and then if you, we want people to do business with us that share our vision, that share because we want lifelong customers. We don't Mm -hmm. want the one and done. You know, and the best way to do that is do business with people you like.
0: All right. Uh, So uh, last thoughts. I'll start with Ryan. Oh, shit. That can't be your last thought. Oh, (laughs) my last thoughts. Oh, I thought you were going to ask a question. Um, I don't know. I would say, you
2: know, as far as going back to the topic at hand of of Death of the Guru is just, you know, be kind and don't be a dick. You know, have abundance like, you know. Even Daniel is, is a little rough around the edges, but f- f- he's not an asshole, right. you know? Like in this business, there's so many people that have so much arrogance. It's like, just help each other, yeah. you know? Just chill the F out, don't be a dick. And, and if you can do business with somebody, do it. If you don't, that's cool. But don't, you don't have to be so abrasive. Right. And, and if you have the power to help people, I mean, do it. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's the biggest thing. And I don't wanna be all rah rah moto, but I mean, I'm just tired of people being so mean to each other. Yeah. That being said, th-
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that, I think that's in our in our wholesaling, you know, investment space. Yeah. But I think there's something that's going on right now in the water in the cross country that this is happening too Yeah. Well, so I, I, Not I, I, to get political. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's a shout out to Grant. I I, th- I think there's some interesting stuff coming down the pipeline in 2019 yeah. and I'm really hoping that people right to have in the middle of it. Man, yeah.
0: What's your last thought? What would you want to leave the audience with?
1: what I want to leave the audience with is that if you're out there struggling and you know you're you're not you're not making it believe in the business figure out what you got going on but commit to it get into it uh, it can change lives. It's completely and totally changed mind. It might not pop off for you the first time you try and do it. It might not work the second time you try and do it. But if you stay consistent with it, you're constantly learning from your failures. You apply your spare time into acquiring more knowledge and investing back into yourself. There are alternatives to, to what you have been historically taught in your life. You, know, you don't have to accept who you were. You have an opportunity to become something you, you never would have imagined. You know, if you would have asked me 10, 15 years ago, if I would own millions of dollars in real estate and be a part of this Propelio team, have helped inspire and create this team, I would have never in a million years thought that was even possible. I mean, you know, I thought I'd be dead before I was 30. My sister died when she was 27. My brother died when he was 27. I didn't think I was making it to 30. And to see here me now at 35 years old and see this it's all because of real estate you know yeah. i would have never been here without real estate and i did it from from the gutter without a dime in my back pocket with just the help of my friends and my family and pushing forward man so don't give up on it it works you just you got to figure out your niche and hit it and if you give up before you find your niche and hit it you'll never make it i do have a better final thought <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> now okay. that i'm not i yeah, do yeah, i actually
2: yeah. do like the don't be a dick and be kind um but one thing about our community that we have built or i don't know if i don't want to say we took credit for building but just putting out the the field and people have naturally done it is the amount of business that people do with each other in our community you, you, and that's something i forgot to mention in our events is you go to an event people are actually doing deals people bring deals and they find deals people are saving money on insurance people are making money and, and and doing business you j- jump in on the live stream like on a on one of our, our streams you will see people engaging with each other saying hey i got a deal who wants it and somebody else will do it so the amount of business that people are doing in our network mm-hmm. is something i've never seen in all the other RIA's i've ever been to all the other events i've ever been to and i think that's a testament of the authenticity and the ability to put out uh, an environment where you do have real players because i think real players get tired of of being involved with like the scammy bs that, that that's out there yep. so that's that's a, my f- real final thought and don't be a dick because <laughs> <laughs> and no oh shit.
0: Uh, okay so uh, we're gonna end it right there uh so um as a, another reminder for you guys if you guys need help getting arvs or closing your deals in phoenix please reach out to me uh, on instagram uh if you want a copy of our script or our assignment contract opt in on our website realestatedisruptors.com we're doing a monthly meetup tomorrow. Uh, we got to get 80 or, or Daniel's gonna be disappointed in the whole audience. I so, will
1: hire temp laborers to come in just to fill
0: up the room. <laughs> so uh, we got the meetup tomorrow night, Dave and Buster's uh, on Rio Salado, so in Tempe, Uh Show up at 4.30. Every time we go, like this thing's, these things are full. We got a bigger spot so hopefully it won't get overfilled, but I wouldn't show up later, especially now that the gauntlet's been dropped. Uh, starts at 4.30. Uh, they're gonna speak at five, and then they're gonna have the floor until they're done. Um, it's about twelve the midnight.
1: I'm, I'll, I'll teach all night long, man. Like, I I have no problems with teaching. So if y'all want to learn something, I'm an open book. I don't hold anything back. I don't have a sales training program for sale. It is straight-up content. Ryan's going to be I back will, with the clipboard. <laughs> I will do I whatever I can clipboard. to make sure you walk away feeling like you got you got what you came for.
0: Awesome.
2: But real quick, before I'm going to intercept your pitch, I just want to say congrats, man. Uh, you're going to be on Max Maxwell's event. And, and th- I know he booked Gary v, So, And yeah. I know you're super excited to share super the same stage as, as Gary Vee. So I just I just want to say congratulations to you oh thank you yeah, very or much at least be the first person on camera to say congrats
0: thank you thank you yeah this That's is what like, we're guys. talking about perspective right like yeah. eight yeah. months ago i was like i never would have thought this was possible yeah. so it's crazy but still we're impatient we have pa- <laughs> past these guys any <laughs> so <laughs> uh, on that sign up guys for we live i want to meet you guys in person and again if you like this show please share this episode right now because the rising th- tide lifts all boats i believe everyone here in this room believes in that uh if someone wants to reach out to you guys how would they do that
1: Propelio.com forward slash Academy. I've got my forums in there. The forums right now are being rebuilt. I'm in beta release. I'm completely released at the end of the month. I'll be fully active in the forums. If you've got questions about real estate investing, I'll answer them there. Find me on Facebook. I just dropped a comment in there. Follow me there. Propelio.tv, you can get us there. YouTube, get us on Facebook, Uh, Instagrams, Propelio.com, I'm out there, so. Just hop out there. If you want me to answer questions, though, do not hop in my DMs. Get on the Propelio forums because my DMs straight up look like I'm a 19 year old cheerleader. It, it just, <laughs> man. If you want to catch me, catch me on the forums. Yeah. My DMs are. I, for a I was while. trying to like.
2: I don't. I don't know where you're going with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure people catch it. Yeah, and also like if you watch the if you're watching our our shows on YouTube, Facebook or YouTube we do them live so we can actually answer questions. Yep. So it's very similar to this. Like there's a lot of people chiming in saying hi, so. Well, thank know,
0: goodness we got Sonia answering everyone's questions. I love, you know,
2: Sonia is a super cheerleader for us. I mean, yeah. she had a birthday the other day. We sang her happy birthday, so. She wears your jersey. I know, all it's, our you know, it's a it's a very good investment. <laughs> but you know, to have cheerleaders like Sonia is pretty badass, but we've yeah. got a lot of people chiming in and it's, it's it's really cool to have, again, it goes back to Something Gary V always talks about is 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 the uh,
1: can you really put a price on gratitude? Right. You know, it's kind of similar to what you were saying about changing lives. And it's I showed you that message this morning. A guy I'd never really met yeah. before from Tennessee sends me a message, man. I watched your video about how to do X, Y, and Z, and I just closed my first deal, man. Thank you.
2: I, there was a comment on a YouTube video, and again, I, I just started a new show, and I know we're trying to wrap it up, but uh, like with Andy Dane Carter about social media, like hardly anybody saw that, and it's so like. Ugh, that was like really good. And, and, and subtle, like not subtle, but just a quick value add. What I got most out of talking to him was, is don't be afraid of the stories. Like the reason stories on Facebook and Instagram exist is so you can beat the algorithm. You know, so I, immediately I'm like, well, if this dude who's got 175,000 followers is telling me to to get on Instagram Stories. Guess what? I'm gonna be on Stories.
0: You are. I've I've noticed. Well, I've <laughs> never
2: done them before. I know you've done them, but yeah. again, it's it's being able to be trainable. Like if mm-hmm. somebody tells you something, and and they have an authority in it, like don't be like, don't
1: d- do it. Can I add yeah. to that? Go for it. I would say some of the some of the most successful people I have found in this business. Are the people that you would not traditionally consider to be the smart one mm-hmm. because the smart people spend too much time thinking about it and they think they're smarter than the person that they're talking to mm-hmm. it's the people that just take action on what they've been told like hey man I need you to go knock doors five minutes later you're out there knocking doors that's all you got to do right and it's the people that take action without questioning what they're being told are the ones that truly succeed man yeah. and
2: uh, that was my yeah, favorite I just yeah well what I was gonna say though about that YouTube video with Andy is is there was a comment on there, and I was like, "He's like this is the best interview on this subject matter for real estate investors I have ever seen." I'm like, <laughs> "Holy shit,
0: that's the best kudos I've ever seen!" Oh, well, he's got to share it to his hundred seventy five thousand followers. Right, well we're working on it. Yeah. So,
1: one of the things that you said at the very beginning that resonated well with me, and I'd like to add on to, and that was, you know, my goal is to make a hundred millionaires or yeah. hundred millionaires. And one of the things that I've I, I've I've embodied over the last year is. Do not judge me for the millions I've made. Judge me for the millionaires I've made. Mm-hmm. And uh, what good is it to be filthy rich if you don't give any of that back?
0: Right. You know? 100%. So, I think that's a perfect it. note to end on. So, guys, thank you for watching. Thank you for thank this. Thank you, Steve. Thank you for flying out for yeah, this. It's awesome. Man. And we'll it's see you fun. guys tonight, tomorrow. Tonight, oh, tomorrow, tonight and, and, and tomorrow. We're here partying. <laughs> it's awesome. Gonna be a party. awesome. <laughs> all right. Thank, thank you. Thank you, man.
1: Thank, thank you. you. Thank, Big thank you. Big time. See y'all at the meetup.